We're talking joke writing, bombing on stage, having a last name that's hard to pronounce, and everything in between with Rick Izquieta here on Black Hollywood Live's Breaking Into. You are tuned in to Black Hollywood Live's Breaking Into. Hey. That's right, because you're too legit to quit. So am I. That's right, little hammer. Okay, welcome to Breaking Into here on Black Hollywood Live. I am your host, James Lott Jr. You can follow me at Black Hope LA. There's a lot of black going on today. B-L-A-K-H-O-P-E-L-A or James Lott Jr. anywhere else. And there's also a Breaking Into page on Facebook. You can follow that too. My guest today... Somebody I've met before. We both did a radio show together here in LA. We'll talk about that a little bit. How we oh, met. It was funny. It was fun. It was fun. <laughs> I was a CLC. He kept saying it all the time. The certified life coach. Um, I, he's a writer, actor, does voiceover, stand up comedian. He's worked with Serious Radio, Funny or Die, Black Belt TV, just to name a few things he's done. He performs all the time. I'm always getting notifications that you're performing somewhere, either as a, mostly as a headliner these days, I believe. Um, yes, I'm. I'm. I'm been doing that for the past three years. It's getting a little bit more consistent. When I, consistency. When I say three years, I mean three years ago, actually four years ago, I got the first offer. And I only had like 20 minutes of stuff. Well, still the best. See, he's, had, he's coming up, you guys. Rick Izquierda, how are you? Cool, cool, man. Thank you for having me. Welcome, this welcome. place is awesome. Thank you. So we had we had met on Generation U Radio. Yes. As my my viewers know, we had Scotty Trippin, who is the person who produces that and created that on the show a few weeks ago. Yes, yes. And that's how we but we both were guests. Yes, we were. <laughs> we sat next to each other. I, I, absolutely. There were um there were more people than there are on this show <laughs> times ten. Like, <laughs> and so there was like 20 people in this oh in this uh, radio show by the way it wasn't video it no was it's radio, radio but he, t- he they also they they film it too yeah and so there was like a big uh, room of people and they had a radio show, and you were sitting behind me. Oh, yeah, first, yes. And yes. we were sharing microphones. Yes, <laughs> it's like, like pass it over. Uh, yeah, I had a microphone, and then pass it, got to share the mics. And, the, <laughs> and then, like, it felt like a town meeting, like a, like Donahue or something, right? <laughs> and, and, then, and then, so we all sat there, and, and I... I'm a comedian, yes. so I, I chimed in every once in yes, a while, right? Yes, yes. And then one of the guys came up to me and said, hey, it's like Double Dutch. He says, you just jump in yes. when it's your turn. <laughs> and I said, okay, that means shut up. Because <laughs> you know, as we saw, there's, an, there's a method to the madness that goes on there. Yeah. And he and I have talked about it. I said, yeah. no, it's amazing, actually. Because like, yeah. it's, it's this small room with like 800 people in it. And he invites like... 30 guests. I mean, yeah. like, uh, and, but he wants to give us each our due. He really sure, does. Sure, sure. But what what I see, I think out of the box sometimes, is what I see there, I have 10 shows. Oh, uh, okay, yes. <laughs> I yes. have 10 quality shows that I'm getting like this yes. right here. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, you know per person because uh, I just, I had a podcast and I had, Ooh, say, okay. Three or four people, and then it was too much. <laughs> it was like, yeah, right, everybody get out of here. Everybody get out of here. <laughs> and so that's what it felt like. So yeah. that day, yeah. after he told me that, I just I was quiet the rest yeah. of the time. But you were good because he, he, he did he did put the mic to you and you yeah. were able to they talk. Asked and, questions yeah, they asked questions and questions. And and the funny thing I was saying before the show, or you would call me the CLC because I was a certified life coach, and we were talking about I have a, a scene of that of you and, and the other comedian, which I'm blanking out his name. I hate them blanking out his name right now. Who was next to you 
He's funny also. He had oh, a mohawk. his name is Isaac. His That's name, Isaac. That's his, right. His name. He's from San Diego. Yeah, he's great. Isaac from San Diego. He was great too. Yeah. And so you guys, you guys were all calling me the CLC, and it was kind of made me laugh. Yeah, it was fun. <laughs> You're the super organizer. Yes, that's right? right. That's right. That's awesome. Yeah, I keep you know telling family that I need to introduce you <laughs> to them. <laughs> It's always true. Everybody always needs. That's why I'm busy. Everybody always needs. <laughs> I want to refer. I, I think next Christmas I'm yes. going to think of you as a Christmas. I will gift. give you. I actually have certificates. Yeah. I will give you gift certificates. Okay. And you can you can pass them out. Okay. <laughs> you can pass them out. I'll give you a discount. I got too. clients. Yes. The, the yin friend, yang. The friend. The friend <laughs> discount. Okay. So what I want to ask you is um, to start it off is um, when did you realize that you were funny? When did I realize that I was like? How old were you? Or was there an incident that oh, happened? Man, I, I think I, that has to go back to fifth grade. Oh, fifth grade. Where okay. I got in trouble for it, so I was called a class clown. Oh, so you were a class clown. Yeah, and 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 the you know interesting thing is I had a girl call me one time from elementary school in my later years, mm-hmm. and uh, she reminded me that I was funny, and she reminded me that uh, that I used to tell jokes in the. In the lunch at lunchtime, oh, how funny! You know, to to the other kids that my older brother used to tell me at night, late at night, you know, at, in the dinner table. Yeah. While he was eating, you know, because he would get home at two in the morning after a nightclub or something, right? Oh, okay. So that much and older. So, okay, yeah, okay. and I was ten years old, so okay. I was in my pajamas. So I, my legs were swinging on the table, oh, and he's funny. telling me booty jokes, you oh, know, funny. nasty jokes. Yeah. And then yeah. I would go to school and tell him I didn't know what they meant. <laughs> You know, but I'm, I'm like telling these jokes at a table. Everybody with the with their milk carton. And like, oh, you know, and and she reminded me this later in my lifetime. Oh, and uh, uh, weird thing is that uh, I tried comedy um, my younger years in my twenties. Okay. One time, and I bombed, and I didn't like that, and I respected the craft so much that I worked for years, writing, studying the the craft watching wow. comedians seeing what they did right okay. seeing what they did wrong okay um uh, I took speech classes oh wow. uh, okay. I was in real estate so I spoke in front of hundreds of people at at times oh, giving yeah. classrooms That's, or yeah. something yeah. I would try something here and there I started uh, emceeing weddings so you know kind of get used to it and yeah. then and then the time came and I said it got to start this now okay yeah. well let's start let's, let's dissect that for a second so this is breaking into of course so from the time you were telling jokes at fifth grade. <laughs> To the time, what was the time period you realized you could make a career out of it when you went to when you went to start and do that that one time stand up? Like how many years passed? Well, that's interesting because that, okay, again, I did that one time when I was in my twenties, yeah. and then I spent years writing and writing and writing. Was in real estate, the market crashed. Oh yeah. Okay, so I, real estate didn't mean nothing to me after that, <laughs> <laughs> and, and, and then I got a job at FedEx. Oh. Okay. So I got a part-time job at FedEx, okay. which was a nightmare. Oh. An absolute li- nightmare because I was buried in boxes up to here. Oh, yeah. And it was like the Lucy, the chocolate thing. <laughs> yeah. The Lucy thing. They put it box in their mouth. Box after box. Boxes and oh, tires and, and things. And so oh, it just, it would go crazy. We would get buried and then... We'd finish the night. Everybody walk out of work like this. Everybody yes. walk into work like that. It's just it was, not, it was it was the, the uh, Walking Dead. That's yeah. what it was. Yeah. And so when I was there, I was so tired, so upset, and I would get this small check oh <laughs> every my week. God. Every week I'd get this small I check. I know those. I know those. And then I'd go, man. I go. I can get paid, you know, to tell jokes. Right. That that thing that's always been in the back of my mind mm. 
because uh, I call it being a closet comic. You know, I was okay. a closet comic okay. for years. I didn't tell anybody. Wow. But I would. I have the paperwork to show that I was writing OJ jokes in the 90s. Oh, my God. Wow. I was writing Michael Jackson jokes. But I was you writing, weren't performing them. I wasn't. No. Interesting. Okay. I wasn't. But I, I, I would write, and I would dissect them, and I would watch, and I would come back to it. Mm. Kind of like the routine is now. I I perform. I record. I go back. Oh, I do? watch. Okay. I write. I take notes. I said, what do I need to structure? What do I need to change? And what, what from that recording came from the show that was so witty and so good I can use again. You know? Yes. Now, bombing that first time, and I'm sure you probably have bombed since then. What, sure. was, what, was the, what was the difference that made you decide, I'm going to stay in it, though, the second time you decide? What was the difference? Mm, that's a good question. Because uh, you know, well, yeah, because you're good at this. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you've, yeah, you've been organizing yeah. these jokes. <laughs> super organizer. I love it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, okay, so I bombed the first time at the J Spot in Inglewood. Oh, yeah, I love J Spot. All yes. black people. Yes, yeah. I live uh, right around there. So but, yes. But my first time there, I did good. Oh. And then the second time, I go. I walked in. The owner goes, "You're going to go up." And I go, cool. Yeah. He remembered me. And yeah. then that second time, nobody wanted any oh, piece of me. Oh, my God. And it was just. What do, you, what do you think happened? They they, they, they turned off the mic. Ooh, dang. On the, on the booth. And then, so I grabbed another mic. I said, I'm not <laughs> done with the joke. I'm going to finish the joke, right? <laughs> and then so I grabbed another mic on the stage. And then I'm finishing the joke. And people just were not into me anymore. There's a point where you lose yeah, it. You, they're, and, they're done. And so I'm finishing the joke. And then they turn off that mic. Ooh, they turn dang. on the music. They Ooh, slowly, dang. slowly, okay, the slowly. Not, not all the way. It wasn't that brutal. But slowly start turning <laughs> on the music. And then the, the host did one of these. <laughs> Take the hint. You're done. I walked straight to my. I had a hat on. I walked straight to my car. I really took like I pushed that build of the hat down my eyelids, man. And I went. I walked straight to my car, like, oh my gosh, what just happened? I thought I was hot. I thought I was on fire. I thought I was the new star. Yes, right. You know, and I and I really I went home and I was very upset. One thing it made me do is write more. Okay. It made me write more. Um, I don't recall the second time because it happened a lot after that okay, for some okay, reason. Okay, okay, okay. You know, I don't recall the second time, but what I did start to recall is I got to keep track of that. And I got to keep track that I don't do that often. Okay. You know, and, and, and how am I going to do that? And so then began the studying of comedy, stand-up live comedy in general, <laughs> where I would study the audience. And I would watch the Makes audience sense. on how they react. And I would go to San Francisco, and I would go to Arizona, mm-hmm. and I would go to Colorado, I would go okay. to Utah, I'd go to different states, yeah. uh, Texas, okay. and I'd see different reactions. Oh, sure, no, I'm sure. And here in Hollywood yeah. is, is another, you know, oh, yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. what you get in East L.A., you don't get in Beverly Hills, you don't get yes. in Alhambra, you know. That's true. So, it's, so you, I would take the challenges as they came, all mm-hmm. black audience, old audience, young audience, yeah, yeah. Everything. So I took the challenge as they came, and I learned from everything. So you like you know for to know your audience, like almost like almost like when you speak, you know you know your audience. Know when you work for audience. a company, know the company, like yeah. know your audience. Yeah. So then when you've bombed later, once you went back and what's the difference? What keeps you going then? Just that you just know it's just it was a bad set. 
maybe there's some jokes that just didn't work, and you just you're much more confident about it now than just saying that's it, I'm done. The yeah. hat goes down. Uh, maybe because uh, the, the the trigger didn't work when I put it to my head. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> maybe that kept me. <laughs> or when I jumped off the bridge, well, I landed it on the bed. Or yeah, it didn't work. I'm, I'm feathers. No, yeah. uh, <laughs> that's always that's always the look of comedy. Like, yes. I'm go no, I'm you. sure. I I admire stand-up comedians. I don't know how you guys do it. I mean, it's. Um, I I think what it, what it was um, what motivated me the most is how things started to work differently. How the whole. You know, I, I, I had mentors and Good, they would okay. show me they would show me things. I'd watch them and I would soak up things really quick. And okay. I was still reading and watching on TV and yeah. and also watching live. So many different comedians, mm-hmm. you know. And and another thing, I would go to comedy clubs even when I wasn't booked. That's smart. Okay, you know, yeah. even when I wasn't booked and I hung out and I met other people and it was mm-hmm. just it was 24-7 from day one, Okay. So, which was about uh, six and a half years ago, almost seven years. So that, so it's, do you feel like it, because it, it's always been with you, do you feel like it came back and called you to it? Because you were in real estate, did all sort of stuff. That oh, it's, yeah, yeah. That it basically was like, yeah. hi, we're here, we're yeah. comedy, yeah. you know, you come remember, on in. Remember us? Remember us? You yeah. loved us. Yeah, you loved, you loved us. Yeah, right. you, this is what you always wanted. You never wanted to wear that suit and tie. <laughs> right. You always hated that suit and tie. Right. You never right. wanted to be, like, I respect real estate. I'm glad I did it because I know the game. And I was in the tough part, the financing. Ooh. You know, the, the difference between a real estate agent and a loan agent is a brain, okay? Yeah, 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 yeah. And, you know, a lot of real estate agents watching out there just went, ooh. Well, yeah, of course, I'm you sure, know? I'm sure. But really, what does it take to sell a house and then fill right. out some documents? Right. That's what it is, right. okay? With finances. So, so those guys wearing the tie yes. and acting like they're big real estate Oh, they're big right, it's big right now. It's big right now. Relax, yep. okay? <laughs> Relax. You're not the numbers guy. The numbers guy was the guy getting the financing, was the guy calculating, oh, yeah. you know, the percentages, the ratios, and everything. Um, so I was that guy. Yeah. Hey, you, have you seen Big Short yet? Not yet. Not, I do, okay. I do there, see it. There's a scene where there's these guys going, yeah, I do no income, no acid <laughs> loans. Yeah. <laughs> I was working around those guys. Wow. And it was, it was horrible. Yeah. So, so that whole experience helped me when I started comedy, helped me as a business. Yeah. You know, uh, leverage my comedy career up a little bit, maybe quicker, because there's other guys that I've seen do it longer and, mm-hmm. and haven't um, done some of the things that uh, I know they want to do. Yeah, yeah. You know, and, 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 and to each their own. Everybody has their own calendar, their own time. Um, and one of the things I, I always say about comedy when they say, hey, how quick can I get to be a headliner? Oh, hey, how quick can I get to do this? Hey, how quick can I get? And I said, look, man, you, you could get your degree online right now. Right? You can get good, anybody good, can get their good. degree online right now. Yeah. You go online, you could do it in six weeks, six months, or six years. Yeah. So how long are you gonna do it? How long is it gonna take for you to take you know what? I need to introduce you to the super organizer. <laughs> He's gonna get you in gear. Yes, to get you in shape. Yeah, you're on the right path. Because right, it's all yeah. about it's and look at the yeah. tools we have today. Yes, they're all they're all here. <laughs> they're all here. You know, and so I'm a very motivated person when it comes to uh, trying to create things and, and do more and work and stay busy. Yeah. It's uh, it's funny because I used to work in insurance education. <laughs> Boring. Mm-hmm. Um, and I did that in San Francisco for seven, eight years. And I'm just like, yeah, I mean, I, I went to dress up every day and just, it wasn't fun. Yeah, yeah. And now I'm doing all the things I like to do. I mean, yeah, but yeah. it's like, it's one of those things where, but I didn't know 
I always thought theater chain business was really hard, uh-huh. and it was almost almost unattainable for those other people. So I don't know how you felt about this. Like, was it felt like to make money? Yeah, like yeah, yeah. I don't know how that how it was for you. I mean, did you know? I mean, we always knew we grew up a comedian, so you know they obviously they make money. But did you know for yourself that you could possibly be a comedy writer? You could be yeah, yeah. And, uh, one of the things that I uh, when I did comedy, I started to do voiceovers as well and and write for people and um, just keep practicing. Yeah. Just keep practicing that that whole acting, mm-hmm. uh, directing, producing, mm-hmm. producing uh, a lot of stuff uh, as well. Uh, I'm into the, uh, the I, I just can't stay idle. Mm-hmm. I can't stay idle. The same way. Right? Yeah, I got it. I had a podcast at one point, and yeah. I stopped. Um, Why'd you stop? Because I felt it was it was uh, too much on my plate at that time. That's smart. Okay. Um, and so I, I had to bail out. Uh, but I'm I'm looking to try and get something going again. We should all. I think all us entertainers should have something. Some means of connecting with your fans. Yes. Like I know, you know, I have some fans, and they're probably watching right now. I don't know. Yeah. But um, well, they'll see it oh, at least because it goes up afterwards. It goes or up afterwards. Forever. Yeah, they, they're going to be they'll watching this, mm-hmm. and and uh, I just want to say I really appreciate you guys. Uh, buy my shirts. Yeah, 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 yeah. Come to my shows. Get, get, come, yeah, come to the shows, right? Fill those houses when you're in there, because because we'll talk in the end. We'll talk about where you're performing next and all cool. that and all that. But um, you know, I. Is there a joke that these days that you're telling that really is killing right now? Is there one that's, is there one that's like all really of working? Them. All, of, all of them are killing. <laughs> all of them. I mean, any, any of the PG-13, you can tell, can you tell one on here? Um, any of them? Sure. You know what? I, I, I did a show in Farmington, New Mexico, and okay. then Montrose, Colorado. Oh, wow. Farmington, New Mexico, low income. Montrose, Colorado, high income. Oh, wow. Okay. <laughs> uh, Farmington, burn. Feel the burn. Bernie Sanders, right? Montrose, Trump, Trump. Oh, how funny. Okay. So I was uh, telling these Trump jokes in Farmington. Um, and I was also, I went up to the other comedian and I said, hey, do we have to be clean or can we be dirty here? He goes, I don't know. I'm always clean. Oh, there you go. Okay. And, so, and so I said, okay. Okay, well, all right. So I went to, <laughs> to the booker. I said, I said, do I have to be clean? He said, let it go. <laughs> he, he said, let it go. I yes. oh, all right, cool. Green light. To yes. Run in the red lights. If you see it, just run. Just keep going. Keep going. And so I go to the other comedian. I said, hey. I, he said, let it go. Oh. So I'm going to you know, be dirty tonight. Yes. But tomorrow's at Trump, and we have to be clean like that. Montrose, okay. Col- okay. Montrose, Colorado, we have to be clean there, right? Okay. He said, yep. I said, watch. I'm going to do the same set tonight and tomorrow. Tonight, I'm just dirtying it up. Oh, how funny. And tomorrow, I'm going to do it a little bit clean. And the other thing I did was the Trump, the Trump joke in uh, Farmington. I was like, Trump! Uh, it was around Trump! Right? And then Montrose, Colorado, yeah. Trump's kind of crazy, huh? Oh, how funny. You had to change. Okay, got it. <laughs> yeah, Trump's kind of crazy. I didn't want to get. Yeah. Again, again, I can stand up there and really put Trump down in front of them. Yeah. But if I don't have anything set up after them, I'm, I'm uh, a sitting duck, man. Oh, right. I'm a sitting duck, so I got to have some good stuff. And and I do, but then at the same time, you know, I'm, I'm not Bill Burr. I'm not Chris Rock. I'm not. I'm not these guys who've been doing 20 years. Yeah. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know. I'm. I'm still a seven-year uh, guy yeah. that is. Uh, you know. 
just learning as I go along, but I'm learning fast. Yeah. And you're in it. And you're I'm in it. it, and I'm yeah. doing it, and I love it, and I'm gaining a lot of respect from my peers. They're yeah. cool. The ones that are up front and talk to me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Don't do this. What's up, man? Yeah, okay, okay. Whatever, dude. <laughs> So, you know Hollywood. <laughs> yeah, how do you how do you stay grounded in Hollywood? Because I mean, this is a, or in LA. It's a, this is you know we're doing this. We're in this industry that's yeah. not not stable. Yeah, that's usually built against you. Yeah, yeah. you know we're I'm both Latino. I would say we're both people of color. Yeah. So you know we're both you know so we how do you how do you stay grounded? Um, I grew up here. Yeah, I grew here. up. Uh, I grew up in Mount Washington, Hell Eagle yeah. Rock area. It's changing over there. Yeah, yeah, gentrification. Yes, it is. It's right. changing. It's changing. All the Latinos with their stores, they're like, "Hey, no, why they raise the rent? Why they raise the rent?" <laughs> you know? exactly. And meanwhile, they're selling stuff for fifty cents, ninety cents. You know, yes, they are. It's uh, you gotta up your business. You know, uh, yeah. you a little bit. Come yes, on, come on. You know, everybody else is every. Oh, what is this internet? You know, yeah, right. <laughs> <laughs> and and. and they're slowly, unfortunately, getting yes. pushed out. But it's, but it's not. I don't think it's cruel. I think it's just everybody. Look at, look at you. It's like if yeah. somebody tells you not to grow, right? You know, you, you gotta grow. You gotta grow. You yeah. gotta grow. Yeah. So, you know, so you understand the area. You're from LA. You understand it. You get it. I grew up here. Um, going to clubs when I was young, you know, from thirteen. Oh my god! Painting a mustache on my. Oh, my, I was oh, my. 15 like, at my first club. <laughs> hey, you I had remember, a mustache already. You remember. You were, we're old enough. You remember yeah. Pasadena, yes. a place called Maryland. Of course. Oh, well, of course. <laughs> everybody went there. Right? I was like, oh, my God. Everybody yeah. went there. Yeah. I was 16 and over. Yes, it was. Right? I was right. 16 yes. years yes. old and over. Yeah. I was 13 years old. <laughs> my brother painted a mustache on me with his girlfriend's eyeliner. <laughs> Right, he painted like a little mustache on me, or or the little pairs that I had. Yeah, he made them darker or something. Oh, that's right, so funny. And then uh, he gave me a cigarette. <laughs> he gave me a cigarette, and so I had a cigarette. And Thirteen years old. Oh my god! And then he goes, "Oh, my brother he forgot his ID," and I'm sitting there. Yes. <laughs> That's so funny. Cause I, I had older siblings that they got us into places, and I had a deep voice already. Oh, cool. I used to be, I used to be yeah, very embarrassed. I was, embar- I was embarrassed back then, but uh, I, now I'm like, remember, can it work for me? But I was like totally embarrassed. But I remember at 15, 16, had a mustache, deep voice, and I would just get into clubs with my siblings, and we'd go, and Florentine Gardens was one, Maryland's was the other. I mean, I was like, I we're talking a long time ago. I, I like that deep voice at a young age thing. Yes. I, can, I can see an ad. Did you finish your cereal? <laughs> oh, yes, I did. <laughs> Oh, Ma, say that again. Say that again. <laughs> yeah, I went from... I said I did. <laughs> yeah, I went from, hi, I'm Jamie, to hello, I'm James, one summer. It was really weird. And I was embarrassed at first. Like, why well, I got deep voice? It's kind of weird. I and- finished my look at charms. <laughs> Can I get some more, Auntie? Ooh! <laughs> That's a whole nother show. Um, yeah, so yeah, so I, I remember yeah, Maryland's was the bomb. They played all the they played all the music and everything. Everybody everybody in LA went there. Like everybody went there. I was thirteen years old and standing there, I saw the, the disco yeah. stuff going on, yeah. right? You know, it was yeah. early it was eighties. It was eighties, it's totally eighties. We're gonna ourselves with the eighties. Yeah, it was like the disco stuff going on and, and guys picking up on girls. Oh like, yeah, oh and yeah. Girls were like, oh, Oh yes, and then I was like, "Wow, 
stonewashed jeans yeah. and big hair and yes, the whole nine yards. But then you come into your 20s and your 30s and you go to these clubs and here in LA I just saw, and when I would go to other cities, I'd go to Miami, New York, oh, Houston, I'd go to Vegas, and women were just different in yeah. other cities. And here I just felt they were always... What are, you, what are you driving? And then that's true. And then next thing you know, it comes out in a movie called Swingers. Oh yeah. You know what are you driving? Well, I drive. And then the girl just doesn't pay attention to him. And and that became kind of uh, the scene here. But but then what started happening as I you know aged in the city is people from out of town started coming in. Mm-hmm. And then this be- started becoming a really big melting pot. Yeah, a lot you of know, transplants. A lot of people from other cities. Mm-hmm. And you would see their attitude. They'd be like, hey, what's your name? And like, whoa, I know. you're not from here. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. What's your name? <laughs> I don't know, but you want to have sex? <laughs> sure. Right. Okay. Where's this one from? <laughs> Back then, especially, yes. <laughs> yes. Yes. I don't know anything about that virginal. Um, but yeah, no, it's, it's funny because yeah, cause I grew up in L.A. and I'm from it. Then I left and came back. And I was like, okay, L.A. Is, it's, a, it's a certain way, and I get it. Yeah. I get it. Yeah, but I love it. Yeah, me too. I love it. I, I love it because of the mountains, the beach, the yeah. desert. Yeah. Uh, another country. Right, <laughs> like right, 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 exactly. Not too far away, but, but it's beautiful weather, too. So do you ever do comedy in Spanish? I did once. And how'd I did that go? 15 minutes in Spanish. Uh, it went good. Um, I always say Spanish humor is different, though. Yeah, it is. You know, they recently started stand-up about, say, eight years ago. Oh, funny. Eight years ago, they started doing stand-up. Because before that, it was always like... (laughs) 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 And then it was like, all right, tune in tomorrow. (laughs) 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 Same thing. Over and over. El doctor dijo esto. Ay, Dios mío. Los chichis. Tune in tomorrow. And so yes. I, I, I would I would start when when they told me to do stand up in Spanish, but the Spanish people they don't get it, man. Oh, yeah. I, I've done it three times. Okay. I, I've okay. done it three times, okay. but there was one time that I did it that it went really good. The other two times was kind of odd, but the it was finding the audience and letting them and saying, "Hey, it's okay to laugh at this," because some of them okay. I'll tell you, I did it, my first time was on TV, so, here in Burbank. Oh. Here in Burbank, a TV thing, I don't know what it was. Yeah. I never saw it, and thank God, I don't want to see it. Okay, go on YouTube, let's find it. (laughs) And then, uh, uh, there was like a studio audience, okay, okay, on bleachers. Okay. You know, and um, I come up and I tell this joke about my dad. I said, he's turned 76, he wants a gift, um... I say, what do you want? He says, buy me a tablet so I can chat with my friends. So I say, I buy him a Ouija board. Okay? <laughs> and so and that's, that's the good. joke. I like that, but I'm both. Yeah. So I like that. That's the joke. And okay. then people are like, oh, ha, 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 ha. And then it got quiet, and you heard, que malo. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like some, Ouija guy, board, yeah. some guy down there goes, que malo, like really yeah. loud. Yeah. And I said, sir, you're like, don't do that on TV. <laughs> Yeah, I, like, oh, back oh, to TV. Oh. I couldn't do audience. So I was like, hey, back to TV. What are you doing? Yeah. And, and then there was another one I did about my mom. 
And then just some ladies are, oh, no, no, I, I was just setting the joke up. Oh. This was just a setup. She didn't like that part, I, I said, Yeah, I said, my, this is how I go, my mom wants to get on Facebook. I don't want my mom on Facebook. And then all the women went, ay, por qué no? Por qué no quiero? Mira, y por qué no quiero? Ay, que yo no lo quiero ver. No quiero la madre. Yo no quiero ver. You know, they started getting, all the women started getting oh, wow. caso cerrado on me. Oh, you I know? love it. Oh, oh my God. And Polo, love you. Oh, yes. my gosh. I, I can't help it, but yeah. when that show is on my oh, in crazy. my house, oh, it's, crash, it's, it's crazy. just constant. Yes, Anna Maria be working it out. I heard oh her, her gavel and everything. She be working it out. I know that show. I know that show. I know that show. Mm. So, so that was what I was getting on my yeah. first time, and then the third time I did it at the Ontario Improv went well, and I got some other good jokes from it, and I said, "There's, I should do this." I no. said, "I should do more of this." Okay. Um, but I've been procrastinating. Yeah. I've been putting, I have, again, you can just fill yourself up so much. You so much, yeah. When I did do it, I felt like I was starting over again a little. Funny. You know, because of the fact, now, I went to school in Mexico, so I went to university for two years. Okay. So my Spanish is good. Mi redacción está bien. I, you know, I've done, uh, I've done uh, voiceovers. Oh, at, okay. Okay. You know, I did this, uh, I was a Spanish, um, uh, like, voice caller for an MMA fight. Oh, funny. You know, but it wasn't live. It, oh. There were fights already taped in English, oh. and they wanted to do it in Spanish and sell it to South America. Oh, how funny. That was Black Belt TV. Okay, but what's up with that? Yeah. Okay, yeah. And so funny. they would put me in a booth. Oh, that's so funny. <laughs> and I would watch a fight, and they're, Están entrando ahorita el de verde, y el de rojo, y le está dando duro, y el... And then I would just get all in, you know? Oh, I love it. And they're like, okay, take a break, bro. All right, no, all right. That was fun. Wasn't that fun? I'm sure that was fun. It was fun, but I was getting a little, like, yes. like uh, anger. The anger. testosterone was yeah, coming through you. Yeah, it was coming through, yeah. <laughs> It was affecting me. So, I mean, so who are some of your comedy people you look up to um, that you looked at at and their stand-up? You know, back when I was a kid, it was Richard Pryor. Oh, yes. You know, I love Richard Pryor. I I remember on TV, and we would turn the TV, and, and I couldn't watch... The, the other movies. Yes. You know? Yes. But there was a key, and my dad would leave the key on there. That's so funny. And I'd be like, yeah. And Richard Pryor would come on, and I'd watch that, and he'd be like, after this, after that. Yeah, oh, after yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, but there were messages in a lot of his stuff. That's what's so yeah, crazy about him. Yeah, there were great messages. Oh, and, my and, God. and the thing what Richard Pryor did, a lot like Lenny Bruce did yes, as well, one. Is, is bring the soul out. Oh, my God. You know, bring the soul out. Instead of the you know one liner, not I'm not knocking no, no, the no, one liner, no, and I'm not knocking the puppet. I'm not no. knocking the singer, the no. guitar. I'm not knocking any of them. It's just my my choice of comedy is is through uh, you know emotions that you mm-hmm. go through on a daily basis. Uh, kind of I, I kind of like talking about things that make people uncomfortable. Ooh, okay. And uh, and then find a way to laugh about it. I like that. And that. That basically was Richard Pryor. Yeah. He was somebody who would talk about some horrible stuff that almost yeah. cussed. Stuff that he would do in his life or happen in his life, and you would find yourself chuckling about it yeah, or yeah. laughing. And you're like, wow. But it's like like when he burned himself up, he has a whole routine he talks yeah. about on Sunset Strip, that whole live album. Absolutely. It's yeah. a genius album. Yeah. yeah. That's yeah. just like, there's some stuff in there. You're like, wow, you are lucky to be alive, yeah, first yeah, of all. Yeah. <laughs> but he's like, really, he really made it funny. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, yeah. He made it uh, such a, a horrible thing that happened to him, mm-hmm. to him personally. Yeah, him personally. And uh, and finding that, and, and I just started getting really good at that when I hit the road with one of my mentors, Willie Barcena. Okay. Willie Barcena, really, really funny guy. Um, I would sit there and watch him. That guy has done. I'd seen him do ninety minutes. Wow. 
Yeah, I seen him do 90 minutes, and uh, I mean, there was a point where the crowd was like this, yeah. wow. and, and and he he just you know, he kept for, going for a little bit, and I saw I th- I said he's done, and this was like before 60 minutes. Okay. I was like, oh, he's done, and then uh, and then later on the crowd was like, <laughs> oh, like yeah. I'm watching the crowd and they're just laughing. This was like oh. minute 80. In minute, wow. you know, from minute uh, yeah, yeah. seventy to, to ninety, yeah, yeah. it was just uh, they were rolling, laughing. The same people that were actually saying, "Let's leave," wow. and then they just, they just sat. And I said, I told them, I said, "It was like Rocky." <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it was like Rocky. Yeah, yeah. You were up there, and it was eleven, yeah, yeah, twelve yeah. running. You were like, and you came back, yeah, 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 and then like at the end of the night, you, you and the crowd just went, <laughs> which is amazing. Which is actually that, that's so brave of him. It's like it's really brave. Brave. Yeah, he's he's really funny guy. I um I learned a lot from him uh, on writing, on reviewing. He's he's you go into his hotel room and he's got like you got the three by five cards. Oh, my no cards, everybody. I my no cards. Yeah, too. <laughs> and he does too. You know, before the show, everybody knows Willie. He shows up and he's in the green room and he has his his cards there. And you know why? Because he's always writing new stuff. He's always mm. trying new stuff and he's always evolving and trying to come up with a new hour every year. Wow. Now didn't you also briefly you tell you you had a stand up special, didn't you? I was on Stars TV. And so what what part were you like we just one of the featured were you one of the features, or was, oh, I was it yours? Just, I was just one of the uh, comedians on there. What was it like being on TV? What was it like being on on well, Stars is obviously a cable. Oh, it was, it was a it was a, a great privilege and honor from Ice House Comedy Club. Okay. I know Ice House. Yes. Yeah, they gave me that that uh, opportunity, and I was so excited. I was like a you know kid in a yeah. candy store. Yeah, you know that time. Um, but at the same time, I was. They told me to prepare ten minutes. Okay, and so I got ready with ten minutes, and I said, okay, I'm gonna do this. These four jokes, okay. and in each joke, you know, because I'd love to challenge myself. Yeah. You know, so I say each joke, I'm gonna try something new I've never okay. done. Okay, you know, on TV. Yeah, on TV. You know, it's like whoa. <laughs> And then, and, then, and then all of a sudden, it got edited to four minutes Dang. and twenty seconds. Yeah, you know, yeah, it got edited and. Which is fine because I see what everybody watches, and uh, my family was like, "It was funny. We loved it. We loved it." I, I see what they're watching. I see what they see, but I didn't write it like that, you know. Oh, how funny! And, okay, and so that alters your joke. Kind so of? yeah, yeah, and yeah, it, they, it was driving oh. me crazy when I first Interesting. saw it. Interesting. Which, which when I first saw, it, I was getting ready to see by ten yeah. minutes. And, yeah, 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 and then, yeah. And then I was getting ready to say, "Hey, I tried that for the first time. You know? <laughs> I tried that for the first time." You know? And then, and then I was like, "This the whole four minutes and twenty. I was like. Hey, I didn't, oh. I didn't do that. Oh <laughs> anyway, I didn't God. do it like that. I, I didn't do it. But then people around me were laughing, but I can understand why they okay. were because I at least they edited it fine. They edited okay. it fine. Okay. Okay. It was okay. Yeah. But the feeling you get I'm and sure. the reminder you get is what you write isn't the final uh, cut. What you write is what you write. <laughs> That's it. Yeah, right. is, let's just label it like that. But the yeah. final cut could be different. Interesting. Mm, interesting. Yeah, and that was my that was my third year comedy. Wow. I got I got that's pretty good for a third year. I got third year comedy, the opportunity to get on TV, and uh, that was uh, three and a half years ago. <laughs> God, get on TV again. <laughs> this is TV right here. Yes, it is. Black Hollywood Live. started coming at you. <laughs> so I ask my guests the same two questions, uh, and I never prepare them for it. It's it's always on camera. These two questions. I love it. Okay, 
I believe that language, and obviously you do too, with comedy really does shape us and what we think, how we feel, how we act, um, how we're perceived. And language and words is very important. And yes. And to me, they are very important. So my first question to you is, Rick, in the English language, or the Spanish one, could be the one, what word do you think we should take out of out of vocabularies? And what is? Oh, I, I, <laughs> I like Jeopardy. I I'll take this for five hundred. <laughs> okay, one more time. What word would you like to take out of the English language? What word would I like to take out of the English that we should, language? That we should take out of it. One word. One word. One word. Mm-hmm. Like you work for it. You came on TV. Like you work. Everybody work for it. Yeah. One word. Take out of the English language. Yes. Hate. Okay, very good. I like that. Yeah. So I, just, I just hate that. I hate that word. Okay, and... I'll give an ex-girlfriend a credit on that one. Okay, oh, she taught you that? Yeah. And uh, what word do you think we should we should say more in English or bring back into our English language? What words... Uh, <laughs> love's too easy, so I'm not yeah. going to go. Yeah. I'm not going to yeah. go that route. Yeah. Um, uh, we should say more. Maybe I should think about this one a little bit more. And, Don't worry. Because uh, yeah. love is... Cause only, cause one, one person said love once. Love, yeah. Love's too easy, though. That's too easy. They said that's, that's too, too easy. easy. There are a lot of words um, out there we may not even say enough of or we don't say at all. Yeah. Or, um, people should say more of. Inspire. Ooh, that's a good That's a good one. No one ever said that before. Yeah, inspire. Inspire. What does that mean to you? To inspire, yeah. it means uh, to, to let somebody know that, you know, uh, you know what? Actually, no, it's not to let somebody know. It's actually whatever energy that I put to myself and my projects, mm-hmm. I think, you know, it's going to be great for me, mm-hmm. for my family. Uh, but I think the more I put into it, it's never. You should never like be satisfied. You should always mm-hmm. keep working hard and putting more into it. That you're gonna have stuff overflow mm-hmm. and flow out energy, good energy flow out, and that's inspiration. Well, you you uh, you are my my motto here, of course, is pay it forward, share knowledge, and lift each other up. And that's totally what you're saying. Basically. Yeah, and I, I I saw, and I'm I'm not acting towards these three things. No, I know you're not. But it's, as it's, a matter it's, of fact, I think the same way. Mm-hmm. Is, so when I saw that, I, I share. I like to share a lot of knowledge. Some somebody yeah. told me this, and a comedian that Ooh, didn't want to hear about their set wow, <laughs> really. told me this. You know what, Rick? You're too much of a teacher. Oh, you funny. need to turn off your teacher motors. <laughs> All I said was, "Hey, you know, uh, in that joke, you know, what if you did?" Uh, I, yeah. had, I had an idea. Yeah, and and I have a lot of friends that we share ideas yeah, with. Same here. Yeah. But there are some comedians that don't don't like it. They yeah. don't want to hear anything yeah. from anybody else. And there's very rare. It's not a lot of them. Yeah. It's not a lot of them. Not. Uh, but but uh, yeah, I've been told that I'm too much of a teacher type of guy. Well, you're not too much of a teacher. You're a teacher, which is I, we need more of the teacher of life. Share knowledge. Sure. Share knowledge. And this is what I tell every young comedian. I say, look, all I'm doing is pointing at the pitfalls ahead. That's all I'm doing. I'm pointing at the pitfalls ahead so you don't fall in them. That, that's I like it. That. If you don't like that, then fall. Right, no right, <laughs> right, no right. Then go right. ahead and fall. If you right can't well. shut up and listen, and you know what, Willie Barcena was like that with me because when I was new on the scene, he was like, "Shut up and listen. You don't know what you're talking right. about." And I was like, "You're right. You're, you're right." Mm-hmm. And I and I would just be quiet, listen, and hit the road with him. A lot of time in the car. Yeah. <laughs> a lot of time yeah, yeah, in the car. Yeah. And, and a lot of uh, a lot of incredible knowledge. He was on the Tonight Show twelve times. Wow! So you know that he's yeah. he's uh, you know he's still he's doing about. it. You know what you're talking about. Yeah, man. yeah. He actually, 
uh, a lot of guys uh, that are very successful, I won't name any names, but are very successful, worked under him. They okay, learned under him. He helped a lot of guys. See? And you know how I know that is I would show up to clubs and, and bookers would tell me, you know this guy? And he's yeah. like over there with a drink. Yeah. <laughs> you know this guy right here? He helped all those guys. And he started naming them all. Yeah. He helped them all. Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, okay, <laughs> man, can I go to my hotel room now? <laughs> yeah. Just get a little, like, good fellas. Yeah, exactly. My mother used to always say um, a hard head makes a soft behind. Mm-hmm. And some people just are hard-headed. And they have to <laughs> learn a certain way. Right, they just have to learn. So you can tell, you can try to tell them, but it's like, no, I learned my own way. So I like to you say that. So uh, as we as we end, I just wanted to say, and, and I know you have to come back. I was going to come back. You have to come back. Um, I'll bring an entourage. Bring, you bring a whole audience, yeah, a whole will, audience with you. We can all laugh together. No, I want you to tell people where what's the upcoming gigs you have coming up. Oh yes, I'm uh, tomorrow night at the Ventura Harbor uh, Comedy Club, March 11th. At the Ventura Harbor Comedy Club at 10. Um, I have some tickets. Ooh, okay. And if you want tickets, you know, all you got to do is email uh, ticketsforrick at gmail.com. Ticketsforrick, and that's the number four. Ticketsforrick at gmail.com. And then uh, I'm going to be at the Ice House. Uh, Thursday, March 17th, and Thursday, March 24th. The 24th, I'm headlining. The se- in the in the small room next mm-hmm. door, stage two. Okay. And the seventeenth, I'm in the big room, the main room. It's fun. Wow. Got a spot in there. That's a fun room if you want to come and, I have and see Ice the seventeenth. Ice House is good. And I got a really big show out in Ontario. If you got any Ontario people out there, Richard Dumunga, Ontario, I.E. Uh, Reno Valley. Wow. I have that on April sixth, Wednesday, April sixth, okay. and you can get free tickets at uh, ticketsforrick at gmail.com for that one. Anybody who mentions Black Hollywood Live, I got your tickets free. And I will post that on, on, the, on the Breaking Into page. I will yeah. post that. I yeah, post but that. you got to mention Black Hollywood Live. I saw you in Black Hollywood Live. James is my organizer. All that stuff. <laughs> you got to mention all that stuff, and then I will, bam, okay, give you some I, tickets. Well, I'm going to post that on my page so you guys will see that. <laughs> Thanks for being on the show. Hey, thank you guys for having me. You have a great thing going on here. Thank give you. it up for James. <laughs> thank you. Thank you. Thank He's got you. a great thing. I, I love all this setup. You okay. bought so many TVs. <laughs> And we got them at a discounted price. It was like a bulk price. We went to Costco. This is like the, the marijuana growing light. Yes, exactly. Oh, yeah, exactly. You know, I mean, just don't tell anybody out there. It's my Thank side you. business. My Thank business. You. Congratulations. This is a, a cool setup. Keep watching this show. Thank you. And where can they find you? Tell them where they can find your social media. Rickis.com. Very simple. Yeah. Everything's on there. Facebook, Twitter, Instagram at R-I-C-K-I-Z.com. Very good. And, of course, you can find me at Black Hope LA on Twitter, James Lott Jr., everywhere else. The Breaking Into page is on Facebook. You can go ahead and go ahead and like it. Follow us on iTunes and YouTube under Black Hollywood Live, and you can find the Breaking Into show is on there. Once again, I appreciate you guys for watching, and I'll see you next time. From executives Kevin Undergaro, Dario Kristen, Tiana Hobson, and the entire BHL staff, We would like to thank you for supporting Black Hollywood Live, the first online broadcast network dedicated to African-American entertainment. For questions and comments, contact us, info at blackhollywoodlive.com. Like us on Facebook, tweet us, or Instagram us at BHL Online. I am the official voice of Black Hollywood Live, Scipio, Instagram, at KingXOBay. Thanks for tuning in.
The views expressed here are those of the host only and do not necessarily reflect the views of BHL or its owners or principals.